Welcome to the Habibi Life Podcast, where we share practical advice to help you live an abundant life. Our goal is to help you fall in love with yourself by providing information and inspiration to help you reach your highest and your healthiest potential. This is episode 11, Dealing with Doubt. The saying goes that comparison is the thief of joy. Despite this very common knowledge, millions of people constantly compare themselves to everyone from a casual acquaintance to some celebrity who has seemingly reached an unattainable level of aesthetics and lifestyle. While this kind of comparison is not new, it has measurably been exacerbated with the saturation of social media. And instead of using comparison constructively, like being inspired or motivated to set and work on certain goals, it's often the catalyst for bouts of depression and self-doubt. On the surface, self-doubt can appear as one of those things that we just have to deal with from time to time. But this is only true if those events are measurably spaced out and don't have a cumulative detrimental effect on your physical, emotional, and environmental well-being. If this is not the case, self-doubt can be a symptom of a larger mental health imbalance. Many people who suffer from anxiety, depression, PTSD, or bipolar disorder may regularly find themselves in the self-doubting space, and they may continually reinforce the message that they are incompetent or unworthy. Extracting oneself from the spiral of self-doubt may seem like a lost cause, but there are practical ways to prevent, address, and step away from that joyless vortex and stand firm in the knowledge that you are enough. The first step is to understand how doubt might present in your day-to-day thoughts and actions. Even small decisions and moves we make on a daily basis can help outline the bigger picture of how we approach life and whether self-doubt plays a key role in that approach. Self-doubt can sometimes present as self-handicapping. This is a deflective and defensive practice that helps to soften the reasons for what we consider mistakes and failures. On one extreme side, it can look like procrastination to the point of dropping the proverbial ball. On the other, it can look like drug or alcohol addiction. It can also be both of these things at once or some combination of self-sabotaging behaviors along the spectrum. No matter that combination, the result is often the same, an ever-worsening spiral of self-doubt and a seeming inability to do anything potentially positive about it. Self-doubt can also present as overachievement. I know, you're thinking that being an overachiever is a sure sign of confidence, right? But the reality is, Overachievement can be just as much of a defense mechanism as self-sabotage. When self-doubt presents this way, a person may feel that their regular efforts or competence alone will not be enough. They may often go out of their way to stand out or put an unreasonable amount of effort in even the smallest details. They may also measure the response to their actions as a way to ensure that they feel worthy. In this way, A self-doubter is allowing their environment to define their self-worth based on how pleased or grateful others will be for their efforts. Self-doubt may also present as imposter syndrome. 
This is when a person feels that the success they've experienced is not an accurate reflection of their actual or even potential abilities. Although on the surface it appears that this person has done well, they may be afraid that they won't be able to keep up or compete with others at their current level. You might often hear a person with imposter syndrome crediting their success to luck, timing, or good fortune. And even if this response presents as one being humble, it may still be an indication of self-doubt. If you discover that you are a match to any of these general categories, don't panic. You can consciously address your feelings of self-doubt in a practical way and perhaps pave the way for you to transcend those feelings and truly rise to your happiest and your healthiest potential. Start by asking yourself a couple of key questions. Question number one, are you afraid of failure? Failing is one of those things in life that can often feel like the end of the world. At the time of the misstep, we may feel like hanging it up and signing off for good. But the reality is failure is part of succeeding. If we succeeded at everything we tried, we might lose the opportunity to learn and grow in ways we never anticipated. Instead of seeing failure at any given thing as a sign that you are not worthy of happiness or success, it might be more helpful to think of it as the first pancake. Now, if you don't know what that means, head over to my Instagram. It's my name, Shahada Kareem, and click on that panel with the stack of pancakes. I find... It's a lovely little tool to remind me that everything is information and we all have the potential to do better. If we approach failure as a stepping stone to learn more about success, it tends to lose its doomsday vibe. Instead, it becomes a tool to inform us about where we are and how we might grow from that space in a measurable and meaningful way. Question number two. Are you afraid of disappointing others? Sometimes our missteps come with feelings of disappointment in our environment. This is normal. While these feelings are not malignant when applied in a reasonable sense, they can be misused and abused by certain personalities to perpetuate self-doubt and keep you in a manipulated state of being. This can be true in both professional and personal relationships and it may or may not be intentional. The result can mean a significant blow to your self-confidence and may send you toward a space that leaves you feeling unworthy. The best way to circumvent environmental disappointment is to remind yourself that you are human and you are doing the best you can with the tools and the information that you currently have. The beauty of living is that it's nearly impossible to stay stagnant from the natural aging journey to the information that we gather along the way. So if you made a misstep today, gather the information to understand why and apply that information so that you don't make the same misstep in the future. Beyond exploring these questions, we can take practical and meaningful steps every day to remind ourselves that we are worthy and we are enough. Start with unconditional self-worth. To cultivate this feeling, remind yourself every day that your worth is neither increased or decreased by external factors, like the way people treat you. 
how a person responds to you in any given circumstance often says a lot more about them and their own journey. Reminding yourself of this reality can go a long way from separating your sense of self-worth from the actions or opinions of others. When you are confronted with a situation where your worth is called into question, pause and take a breath. Because sometimes when we feel that someone is making us feel unworthy, our response is to lash out in defense or to shrink in submission. The balance between these responses is the reminder that your worth is never in question. Never. And there is nothing that anyone can say or do to take that away from you. Say it out loud if you have to. Make a sign and put it on your wall. Whatever it takes. Reinforce this fact daily so that it becomes an unwavering part of your physical, mental, and emotional makeup. Continue with unconditional love. Loving yourself, warts and all, can often feel much easier said than done. But you can employ daily reminders through the smallest actions, like smiling at your reflection. Speak to and about yourself with kindness and compassion. Instead of pointing out your perceived flaws, focus on your strengths. Find one thing every day to congratulate yourself for and remind yourself that you are a work in progress and worthy of love no matter what your current state or situation. Step away from comparison. This might feel almost impossible at times because if you are already struggling with self-doubt, it can feel like everyone else is surpassing you. Social media only exacerbates this issue because although we logically understand that it's mostly smoke and mirrors, emotionally, we may still feel inadequate. It's worth reminding yourself every day that social media is a highlight reel. It is not an accurate representation of anyone's day-to-day life. It's a way for people to share the best parts of themselves and feel some sense of validation when their efforts are acknowledged or liked by others. The amount of engagement you experience on social media is not a measure of your self-worth. So when you do share, do it because you want to, not because you feel that you have something to prove or you want others to believe that you are worthy of their attention and affection. If you find that comparison creeps into your social media usage no matter what you do, consider taking a break, log off, and focus on what you need to feel your very best from the inside out. Your journey is a personal one, and it doesn't have to be chronicled for anyone's benefit outside of your own. Remember your past achievements. Often, self-doubt can be perpetuated when we forget who we are and what we've accomplished. When we're in the middle of a situation that calls our worth into question, we might forget to reach back into our not-so-distant past and recognize that we do not deserve to be diminished for whatever is happening in the present moment. Professionally, this might look like writing out your resume. How do you shape up in the professional sense? Beyond formal education, what skills have you learned leading up to present day? We often forget that education doesn't just take place in a formal class environment. We learn so much from reading, travel, and just experiencing the world around us. If you were to put that in the form of a resume, what would it look like?
Now, if the idea of writing out your past education and work experience seems like a chore, guess what? That means you have a lot of things to put on that resume. You have learned and done so much that it might feel like a pain to lay it all out. Good. Look at you. So accomplished that you can fill the pages on the matter. The simple act of laying out your past accomplishments in something like a resume can be a powerful tool to remind you that you are capable and you are worthy. Identify your values. What matters to you in terms of qualities? How many of those qualities do you currently embody? If you value kindness, then identify and embody kindness. And remember that kindness is not just towards others, but also toward yourself. If you value reliability, then identify and embody reliability. And as much as you value showing up for others, make sure you show up for yourself. And so it goes. To truly understand and embody our current and potential qualities and values, we must first apply them to ourselves. Because if we are incapable of first applying them to our person, then we can never authentically apply them elsewhere. Actively seek growth. Oh, you didn't think this was going to be all affirmations and rainbows, did you? No. To get better, you have to do better. That means actively seeking ways to improve and grow in every aspect of your life. And while you're doing it, constantly reminding yourself that the work you put in, this is for you. It's not for anyone to approve of you or decide that you are worthy of love as a result. What kind of person do you want to be? Practically identify those qualities by writing them down, speaking them out loud, researching the best ways to get there, and actively seeking the education and training it will take to achieve your goals. Now, you should know that there is never a point when you should feel like you're done growing. As long as you are breathing, you have the room and opportunity to learn and grow. Reinforce that growth with milestones. We know from practices in traditional therapy and addiction counseling that milestone practices work. It can be helpful to keep a record of your journey to self-worth and discovery with tangible markers that remind you of how far you've truly come. These reminders can also help us resist the urge to backslide into familiar self-doubting territory by reminding us that we are worthy of every effort and every improvement. Maybe your milestones take shape in a daily journal. The act of journaling is a powerful tool to help you untangle your thoughts and feelings and arrange them in a meaningful way. Journaling can also help when you feel like you're not progressing in your current space. Go back through those pages and remind yourself of where you've been and how far you've come. If you're the kind of person who responds well to setting and pursuing goals, maybe your milestones look like markers on a calendar. Perhaps you set up daily, weekly, or even monthly goals to reinforce feelings of self-worth and personal success. They can range from telling yourself, I love you every day, 
to actively removing yourself from detrimental situations and seeking out personal and professional spaces where you can actively thrive. If you're attracted to visualization, maybe your milestones look like a vision board. Don't laugh because I know that vision boards have the misfortune of being associated with spiritual snake oil salespeople. But believe it or not, the right vision board can be a powerful tool to motivate and inspire you. Might I suggest making the board fluid? That is, make one every month and adjust the new one to reflect any evolving ideas or other changes that have taken place since the last board. If you find that your boards look too similar, pause and consider the size and measurable scope of your visions. Smaller goals make way for bigger and loftier ones. So I'm not suggesting that you don't aim as high as possible. I'm suggesting that you map out a tangible plan to make that aim true and make that goal attainable. Upgrade your circle. Sometimes, Feelings of self-doubt can be perpetuated in our personal and professional circles. If you are constantly questioning your worth in your personal or professional space, you are probably due for an upgrade. Actively seek and surround yourself with people who are supportive, compassionate, and kind. You'll find that an encouraging word can go a long way to motivate you to do the necessary work to reinforce your self-worth. A supportive circle can also hold space for you and uplift you when you are not feeling your best. If you are reminded that your situation is temporary, because really, everything is, then you can be motivated to navigate your discomfort and find a way through it to a more balanced and positive outcome. These are all suggestions and tools that can help you deal with self-doubt. But remember, there is no magic bullet to solve all of the things that vex you. Confidence is built in increments, and it has to be reinforced daily, sometimes even hourly. We build confidence by having the courage to take action, even when it scares us. Think of courage like a muscle. The more you act with it, the braver you become. The truth is that every little bit helps. So don't overwhelm yourself by trying to do everything at once. Instead, identify and execute smaller actions to lead to a larger and measurable result. We hope that you found this information helpful. And if you'd like to learn more, download the latest issue of Habibi Life magazine. Each month, we identify and share the best ways to truly help you live your best life from the inside out. You can find the latest issue on HabibiBody.com, HabibiBodySport.com, and HabibiLife.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us when we come back for the next episode.